Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our third part of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 30th, 2007. And we're going to continue more with Catherine Kuhlman. And uh, this is from a website that's documenting her actions. And one of the points they bring up, a lot of it we've already discussed, so I'm only going to hit the points we haven't. There is a personal account of a doctor who investigated the alleged supernatural healing powers of Catherine Kuhlman, Norbu Chun, and Filipino psychic surgeons. One chapter was devoted to each of these uh, people. And this includes a number of case examples. The author clearly shows how both suggestion and outright fraud tend to play a role in these supernatural healings. Uh, there's very, very, in other words, there's a lot of overlap between like these guys that go out and like these Filipino psychic surgeons. There's a lot of interplay and um, similarities in people like Catherine Kuhlman and all these other ones that are absolutely outwardly demonic. Okay? This is from, the book is Healing, A Doctor in Search of a Miracle by William A. Nolan, 1974, on page 272. And the, the next point is, the second event was the Pentecostal healer Catherine Kuhlman's audience with Pope Paul. After the meeting, she said, when I met Pope Paul, there was a oneness, end of quote. A oneness with a devil? Well, hey, she's a devil, he's a devil. One big happy devil family. This oneness was carried into and through her interdenominational healing services until after her death. Now, this is one thing I have mentioned, but I haven't really came out and verbalized it. Notice it says that this oneness was carried through her interdenominational healing services. See, one of the main reasons that Catherine Kuhlman's ministry was put forth by the devil was that this was one of the beginnings of this whole combining on, into the one world church, these interdenominational things. Hey, let's tear down the boundaries. Let's emphasize what we agree on, not what we disagree on. And this is one thing we can all agree on is healing and signs and wonders, right? We can all respect that, whether we're Presbyterian, whether we're um, Pentecostal, whatever. We can all agree on that. So, this is one of the reasons that Satan uses the lying signs and wonders so mightily, because pretty much everybody can agree on that. Hey, common bond there. Um, and that was from Part 1 Foundations for Apostasy, 1950-1985. That was the source. Uh, Dr. Nolan concentrated his efforts on a nationally known faith healer known as Catherine Kuhlman. She was ordained minister who had been healing about 30 years at the time, and claimed to have treated approximately one and one-half million patients. Give me a break. Dr. Nolan interviewed Miss Kuhlman and secured permission to follow up with people who attended her services at Minneapolis in June of 1973. He used two legal secretaries to secure names, addresses, phone numbers, and diagnoses of everyone that was willing to cooperate. Now, this is the way you do a follow-up study. Okay? He, um, in, in, 19, in July of 1973, letters were sent by Dr. Nolan requesting those who claimed a cure to come to Minneapolis. Twenty-three responded. In every case examined by Dr. Nolan, there was not one, there was not found one case of a miraculous cure. Now, you would think, if they really got healed, 
they'd be jumping up and down wanting to glorify God or whatever and come there and get this healing document. Not one case could they verify. Dr. Nolan in his book Healing did long-term follow-ups on 23 of Kuhlman's claim healings. There were no cures among these cases. One woman who said to have been cured of spinal cancer threw away her brace and ran across the stage at Kuhlman's command. Her spine collapsed the next day. According to Nolan, she died four months later. Now you can imagine. That epinephrine, that adrenaline, all that stuff is pumping through your system. Yeah, run across the stage. Good old Dr. Kuhlman. The woman's spine collapsed the next day as a result of this. And she died four months later. Boy, I bet you that wasn't front and center on, on her uh, monthly periodical magazine. That was from... That source was uh, James Randi, The Faith Healers, 1989, page 201. Catherine Kuhlman developed her own explanation for being slain in the spirit. They've always got to make up something. All I can believe is that our spiritual beings are not wired for God's full power. And when we plug into that power, we just cannot survive it. Well, then we die, wouldn't we? But she says, we are wired for low voltage. God's is... God is high voltage through the Holy Spirit. End of quote. See, they just make stuff up to try to explain away whatever's going on. And again, every single thing I'm, I'm reading here is all referenced material. Among the thousands who taped, tapped into the high voltage following through Kuhlman were Richard Roberts, Charles, and Francis Hunter, known as the Happy Hunters. I don't know who they are. But Richard Roberts, we know he's one of the uh, televangelists. Ex- priest Francis McNutt and young immigrant named Benedictus Hinn or Benny Hinn. I like Benedictus. I, I think he, he shouldn't have you know, I like that. You know, Just kidding. But anyway, that that's some of the of her followers. Catherine Kuhlman, as a young woman, miraculously studied Amy Simple McPherson. So see, Kuhlman studied Amy Simple McPherson and Benny Hinn wanted to kind of get the old double dose, so he goes to both of their graves once they're dead. Catherine Kuhlman, as a young woman, meticulously studied Amy Simple McPherson, quote, taking in every movement, every song, every dramatic presentation, every altar call, end of quote, from the vantage of the Angelus Temple balcony. Now, Angelus Temple was where Amy Simple McPherson had her church that she was pastor of. Angelus Temple, meaning Angel's Temple. Like Los Angeles, which means the city of angels. Unfortunately, they're not the good angels. So, now we know where Kuhlman learned all her slithery tricks. From good old Amy Semple McPherson. Another totally unqualified person that we're going to talk about in a second. You've got to learn from somewhere, I guess. For much of Catherine Kuhlman's early ministry, she lived in the shadow of her role model, the most famous woman preacher of all, Amy Simple McPherson. We're going to talk a lot about her in a second. And we have a little bit in times past, but we're going to, we're going to tie all this together. And you're not going to believe the role Amy Simple McPherson's playing in all this. Although she never met Amy at the Angelus Temple, enough of the glitter rubbed off to start her toward her own superstar status. Superstar. Yeah, that's a biblical term. Why didn't she say enough of the anointing had rubbed off on her? Enough of the demonic anointing, which would have been a little bit more accurate. And then, this last one about Kuhlman says, quote, You have had cancer in the hip 
and now your pain is gone. Is that right? The man with the cancer responds, yes. Catherine Kuhlman says, bend over so everyone can see. He bent over. Walk around. He walked around. Isn't the Holy Spirit wonderful? She cried. Again, notice who she's giving the glory to, the Holy Spirit. Not Jesus Christ, but the Holy Spirit. Which is an abomination. To the Holy Spirit, it's an abomination. And then she cried, a loud sword, a, a, a sound of rejoicing went around the hall. Afterward, the doctor inquired of this man. Nothing had changed in his condition at all. But in Christian circles, the news was spread everywhere that a man in a wheelchair had been healed. See how these, these manipulating devils do things? That was from um, Kurt Coe, The Occult, ABC, 1978, page 119. I haven't been reading all the, the references, but uh, I, I'll probably have this in PDF format. I'll try to maybe put this in PDF format and have it up on the website. You can just click on it. You can read all the stuff for yourself. Now, the next person we're going to talk about is Amy Simple McPherson. We're just going to do a brief study on her, and we'll end it out with that. Now, this information is coming from primarily an occult website. Now, I had no idea how high-level occultists felt about Amy Supple McPherson. I just thought she was some Pentecostal charismatic minister. But when I started researching Lord Maitreya and the Ascended Masters and, quote, Master Jesus, which we've done studies on all this, these false Christs that are coming to the earth, remember Jesus said, there'll be many false Christs, you know, believe them not, well, she was implicated with this whole movement of Lord Maitreya, of all these ascended masters, and I, it kind of blew my mind because I was reading this, and I'm like, I had no idea. But if you think about it, when we have the one world religion, there's going to be a lot of lying signs and wonders in that one world religion. And sure, surely the Pentecostal movement is going to be intimately involved in that. Well, she was the first one that really... I think was implicated in it all. And this is from their, one of these sites. And, it, and she's known as Amy Subble McPherson, or also as Ascended Lady Master Magda. Ascended Lady Master Magna? Why? They say that because they believe that she's an Ascended Master now, after she died. She finally achieved the Ascended Master title. Beloved Ascended Lady Master Magna through the messenger Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Oh, a, a lady you definitely want to, you know, go to to get the truth. Devil Elizabeth Clare Prophet. This is from April 1st, 1983. This is, this is a channeled message, essentially. Okay, like you channel somebody, like in the occult. You channel a lying and deceitful spirit. Well, that's what we're going to be hearing here. This is was channeled by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, April 1st, 1983 from Camelot, Malibu, California, whatever that is. Anyway, quote, to look upon Amy Semple McPherson. Now remember, this is a devil channeling, this is a woman devil channeling a, a demonic spirit. This is what the demonic spirit's saying. To look upon Amy Semple McPherson, some might think it not, in the full majesty of the Lord. Now remember, Amy Sibyl McPherson was the one that, that influenced Benny Hinn. That was, an, that was the absolute role model for Catherine Kuhlman. She was the one that started the four-square four gospel church of the Pentecostals that continues to this day. But this devil says, to look upon Amy Sibyl McPherson, some might think it, think it not in full majesty of the Lord. 
They cannot imagine that a mere flesh and blood person, such as Mary Magdalene, or such as Amy Simple McPherson, in her final incarnation, could ever be worthy of being the bride of Christ. Now, we just said a mouthful there. I'm going to stop and comment on this. This blasphemous, from the pit of hell comment that was just made by this devil channeling through Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Some might think it not the full majesty of the Lord. They cannot imagine the mere flesh and blood person such as Mary Magdalene or such as Amy Subba McPherson in final incarnation. What they're saying here is that Mary Magdalene, when she died, was reincarnated as Amy Simple McPherson, eventually later. Now, I don't know if she had lives in between, she may have. Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene is the one that they say in the Da Vinci Code, in Holy Blood, Holy Grail, I believe in the Lost Tomb of Jesus as well, that she was the wife of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ was never crucified, that they swept them off the cross, that him and Mary Magdalene went, and they had kids. Now, I'm not making this stuff up. This is what the Da Vinci Code teaches. This is what Holy Blood, Holy Grail that started all this junk teaches. And that Mary Magdalene went with Jesus into the um, parts of Europe. She bore him a child, a girl. And that that bloodline started what they call the Merovingian bloodline, which is one of the 13 families of the Illuminati, that there's all these kings to this day, particularly in Europe, that say they're from that bloodline. This is rank blasphemy. But that's what they say. And they say Mary Magdalene was the one that went with Jesus, that did all this. And they called her the Holy Grail, because she was the receptacle of the Holy Seed. Yeah. So, they believe that Amy Sybil McPherson, in her final incarnation, was prior to that Mary Magdalene. And that she could ever be worthy of being the bride of Christ. We'll see, you know why they would say this? Because they said she was the bride of Christ once, she's going to be the bride of Christ again. And she already is. She was his bride when he was here physically on this earth, and now that she's an ascended master, she's with him, Master Jesus, and she's also the bride of Christ. I know this is a lot to take in, but I'm telling you right now, this is the deception that's coming, at least in part. According to the, to the things that I've studied, this Master Jesus, who is going to essentially be like the false one of the false prophets for Lord Maitreya, is currently living in Rome, getting ready to take over the Roman Catholic Church, which would be the Christian end of the apostasy. And I, like I said, the, 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 the one world religious system, all these churches are going to come underneath the mantle of the Roman Catholic Church because it is the most qualified and the most blasphemous to take on that role. Who better to head it than this false ascended master Jesus? Well, hey, he's got to have a wife, right? Well, he's just going to bring Mary Magdalene back who was actually reincarnated as Amy Semple McPherson. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not the one saying this. That's what the occult people are saying. And then it says, And because their minds always contemplate flesh and blood union, they cannot imagine the necessity of the eternal Christ for having a wife in heaven. He doesn't have a wife in heaven. Much less a wife on earth. But see, what they're saying here is that Mary Magdalene was his wife on earth. And now, up in, in the spiritual realm... Amy Subble McPherson, as the reincarnated version of Mary Magdalene, is going to be his wife in heaven. 
What total blasphemy? Now, if you're not, if you're totally clueless about what I'm talking about, please listen to my teaching on the Ascended Masters. It's called like Mars Matray and the Ascended Masters. You can listen to it. We go over these, each one of these point by point so you can understand it has a lot to do with the coming Antichrist and the deception that is going to be upon us very soon. They show this book here, written by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. She has a whole book dedicated to the subject. It's called Mary Magdalene and the Divine Feminine. Uh, one of my favorite phrases, the Divine Feminine. Jesus' last teachings on women... Oh, I guarantee it's going to contradict what's in the Bible. <laughs> uh, this is by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. So, if we go further, and this is from this, uh, evidently, this Elizabeth Clare Prophet, or this occult website. Her incarnation with her twin flame, divine counterpart, who they call Master Jesus. I call him the false Master Jesus. He's going to be an ascended master that appears as Jesus. That appears to look just like all those pictures of Jesus that we see everywhere, that long-haired Jesus we always see everywhere. Well, that's how he's going to show up. He's going to look just like him. And everybody's going to buy it hook, line, and sinker because they're going to say, hey, it looks just like that guy in the picture who doesn't probably look anything like the real Jesus Christ. Bible says that doesn't nature therefore itself teaches, teaches us that it is a shame for a man to have long hair. Well, if the Word of God says this, and Jesus is the Word of God, the pre-incarnate Word of God, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, if that's His Word, why would He have walk around the world with long hair? But yet, that's all the pictures we see. We even see that picture in the, in the Shroud of Turin, which we totally debunk in a separate teaching. Long-haired Jesus. It's part of the deception that's coming. So, her incarnation with her twin flame divine counterpart, Master Jesus, enabled her to prove that all are worthy of God's love and can receive His blessings. Her final incarnation was in the United States as Amy McPherson. So, in other words, Mary Magdalene was married to Jesus, which is all a total lie on earth, and then in her final incarnation in the United States... She was reincarnated as Amy Semple McPherson, who died in 1944. In that lifetime, she brought the messages of love and healing from the Masters. Now, isn't this exactly what we've been talking about with old devil Maitreya? He's going to come as a man of peace. He's going to be able to figure out all the world's problems. He's going to um, you know, try to bring end world hunger, end the all these energy crises, redistribute the wealth, all these other things. It's going to sound real great to 99% to of the population. He's going to be a total liar from the pit of hell, but that's how he's going to come, initially to, de to deceive. So, in that lifetime, she brought the messages of love, healing from the masters, especially Jesus. Because, see, she was a false prophet that had false spirits speaking through her. And... She said she was hearing from Jesus, right? Yeah, some, some devil posing as Jesus. Some devil that was posing, that was saying things that were totally contrary to the word of God. But that didn't matter as long as it was being spoken to her by this false spirit. Because, you know, they threw the Bible out a long time ago. If they went by the Bible, they would have had to um, step down from their ministry at a very early... They would have never even got into it. 
They would have realized they were being deceived and misled. But no, no, no. They chose to, be, to believe the line of deceitful spirits. So, um, she brought the messages of love and healing for the masters, especially Jesus, and was persecuted and isolated as a consequence. What a lie from the pit of hell. This woman was a devil. And people that were true born-again Christians identified that she was a devil. She wasn't persecuted for righteousness' sake. That's the only time that it's good to be persecuted for. Blessed are you when you're persecuted and all men revile you and hate you for my name's sake. That's what Jesus said. Blessed are you when that happens. All they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Well, we're going to look at her life and see how godly in Christ Jesus it was. And it wasn't. And then it says, even, even so, she never wavered in her devotion. What a lie from the pit of hell. This woman was a devil. She was of her father, the devil. And of his works, she did. She holds for us the energies of Jesus' power of healing. And can help us connect more strongly with his energy. See how new age this junk is? Now, this occult website says that Amy Simple McPherson was embodied as Amy Simple McPherson, who lived from October 9th, 1890 to September 27, 1944, the founder of the Four Square Gospel Church, which is still going to this day, and the Angelus Temple of Los Angeles. Why would you name a temple after an angel? We're not supposed to glorify angels or give worship and reverence. You know, we're not supposed to do that. I'm not saying angels aren't good, but I'm saying we're not supposed to worship them. And then she was also embodied, they say, as Mary Magdalene. Now, if we look further at good old Amy Supple McPherson's life, well, see, Amy Subbett McPherson, nationally known healing evangelist of the 1920s and 30s, founded and headed the Four Square Gospel Church, led a controversial life, and died of a drug overdose in 1944. Oh, yeah, she was a real woman of God. She thought that her organization was, in fact, restoring the true Christianity which had been lost over the years, which is exactly what most Pentecostals believe. They believe, well, hey, we're being slain in the Spirit. We're, we're having all these prophets come and give words of knowledge. We're praying in tongues. We're bringing back the true giftings of the original church or whatever. So they think they're better. Yet we look at the fruit of those things, which we've looked at today, and it's rotten. For the most part, it's rotten. So, all of these groups initially believed in a restoration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, including prophecy. Hey, if they were nailing all their prophecies 100% of the time, if they were doing things in decency and in order, if they were proving to me biblically what they're doing holds water, I wouldn't be doing this teaching right now. But they've proved to me everything opposite and contrary to that. And that's why I'm exposing them. Well, who are you? We're supposed to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them. We're reproving them today. Wherefore, I beseech thee, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. We're supposed to mark them. See, that's the problem. Nobody's marking anybody anymore. They're just kind of letting everybody do their own thing. Oh, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? He who is spiritual judgeth all things. Judge righteous judgment. Jesus Christ said, judge not according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. We're not to judge uh, 
according to some appearance, like Smiley Joe Olston, oh, he appears like a great guy, nice guy, look at his big ministry, how God's blessed him, all this other stuff. That's judging by appearances. We're supposed to judge righteous judgment. Is what he doing, is what that man is doing, or what this woman is doing, does it line up with the word of God? If not, we're supposed to mark them. Well, show me anywhere in the Bible where any of the uh, New Testament people marked anybody. Well, Paul said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. He said, Demas has forsaken me for this present day world. Talked about Hymaeus and how they've shipwrecked the faith, faith of many. He marked them by name. We just don't want to do this though anymore. Most people aren't qualified. They'd have to point a finger at themselves first. Their own ministry should be under indictment. So they, they probably don't feel real led to go pointing the fingers at anybody else. Because if anybody puts a, a magnifying glass on them, they'd be exposed. Now, does that mean I think I'm perfect? No. I'm not saying that. But I'm talking about key biblical issues here. This woman was, she was a woman. She was absolutely, totally disqualified from being, and being a pastor of a church, doing the things that she was doing, just from the fact that she was a woman. And we've proven that biblically. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Her foundation was corrupt from the very beginning. She shouldn't have been doing what she's doing. <coughs> but hey, if, as long as the Holy Spirit was speaking to her, that's all that mattered. So, she is without a doubt the most controversial of all Pentecostal women. She got the baptism in 1907. And soon went with her husband to China, where he died. She came back to the United States and traveled as an evangelist. In 1919, she settled in Los Angeles, where she built the Angelus Temple. She served as pastor of the temple until her death in 1944. She is controversial because she faked her own kidnapping in order to carry on an adulterous affair in 1926. I guess the Holy Spirit led her to that too, right? Wrong. These people will justify anything. During the outcry against her over this affair, she incorporated, well, that like any good 501c3 church would, she incorporated. I mean, nothing like having your church as a corporation. That's real biblical. I see all kinds of verses where the Bible says, Thou shalt incorporate thy church and yoke thyself up with the government and the internal revenue service, so that they can rule over thee and tell thee what thou shalt preach. That's essentially what they're doing. And I've done many, many teachings on that. You can access them on there. During the outcry against her over this affair, she incorporated the International Church of the Four Square Gospel, which later grew into, the, into a large Pentecostal denomination. The Four Square denomination exists today. Sister Amy died of a barbiturate overdose in 1944. Sound like she lived a real clean life to me. Faked her own kidnapping. Died of a barbiturate overdose in 1944. You know, sounds pretty solid. The devil himself, they, this, this master Jesus also calls himself Sananda. They call, he calls himself Sananda Jesus or Master Jesus. So the devil himself, Sananda Jesus, even channeled the following damage control quote regarding McPherson. Because she lived such a horrific life, the devil even had to step in and do some damage control. He said, take this example of one who was told about my beloved Magda. Now, understand something. 
high-level occultists teach that this master devil Jesus that they perpetuate and put out there was married to Mary Magdalene on earth. When they died, Master Jesus became an ascended master. Or I, think he is, I think he reincarnated into something else. And then he became an ascended master. Mary Magdalene was reincarnated as Amy Supple McPherson. He calls her my beloved Magda because supposedly they're the ones that are joined spiritually. Okay, now as ascended masters. They were on earth, now they're ascended masters. Oh, that's a total lie from the pit of hell. I'm just trying to, so you can understand what I'm talking about here. Explain how warped and twisted this is. Now, this is from this Sananda Jesus guy. This one, who was of a Christian denomination, was told that Magna had made her ascension after her passing as Amy Supple McPherson. In other words, she finally became an ascended master after she died as Amy Supple McPherson. And that she had spent half a century at the inner levels balancing the remainder of her karma. Oh good, I'm so glad that she got the karma thing straight. It was kind of like a new age Pentecostal purgatory. Because, you know, she really messed, she really didn't get it really, really right the second pass around. You know what I mean? I mean, she came back as Amy Supple McPherson, faked her own kidnapping, was passed through with all this controversial, unbiblical stuff, died of a barbiturate overdose. So, see, there was a lot of karma that needed balancing when she died. She wasn't ready to be an ascended master yet. So what she did is she, went, she spent the last half century in the inner levels, wherever that means, balancing the remainder of her karma. So I'm glad we got that cleared up. While the Dictionary of Pentecostal and Charismatic Movements deals with the controversial aspects of, quote, Sister Amy's life, her mysterious disappearances and alleged affairs and multiple marriages, two of which ended in divorce. Oh, we haven't even talked about that yet. Her mysterious disappearance, alleged affairs, multiple marriages. And remember, she faked her own kidnapping in 1926 in order to carry on an adulterous affair. She was worse than Kuhlman. I don't know how many times Kuhlman did that, though. Who knows? But she, she really did a lot. Two of these multiple marriages ended in divorce. And, and then from her, her death as a, from an apparent overdose. Okay, so I'm sorry about that. Um, so, if we go further here. Uh, she died of this drug overdose. And the Dictionary of Pentecostal and Charismatic Movements deals with this controversial subject. But they are strangely silent about her theatrical preoccupation with the slain and the spirit phenomenon, which we talked about how Kuhlman perpetrated and, and carried this forward, and now Benny Hinn, you know, he's like the king of it, probably. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that, that have to be ignored when you look at good old Amy's, uh, Amy's life. She was a devil. Catherine Kuhlman was a devil. Benny Hinn's a devil. The bottom line, as simple as that, wolves in sheep's clothing, just like the Bible predicted, Wolves in sheep's clothing, hirelings that have no true love for the sheep. Their, their, their goal is to deceive, to get as much money from you as possible, for you to get your efforts focused on their counterfeit Christianity, and ultimately, to take you to hell. And if they can put out the supposed lion signs and wonders, which we've even seen here, they can't even pull off the lion signs and wonders. I think in the end times, though, I think in the times we're moving into, we're going to see more genuine Line signs and wonders, which is really going to get people to buy into this hook, line, and sinker, 
which again is confirmation of 2 Thessalonians 2, where God is going to send the strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of what? The truth. The truth. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, when you continue in God's word, and you read God's pure word in the King James Bible, the Bible talks about the washing of the water of the word. When we read the word, it is, it's like a spiritual cleansing agent. Okay, the washing the water of the word. And this is something that's very important for us to do, to stay in the Word of God, to not follow man, but follow the Word of God. Okay? Rightly divide the Word of Truth, search the Scriptures out to see if these things be so. And if any man or any woman is trying to indoctrinate you into things that are extra-biblical or unbiblical, and it doesn't line up with the Word of God, don't believe them and do not follow them. And do not give your money to them. Do not let them have influence over you. Because there's demonic entities that you will open doors to and your thinking will start to become clouded. You'll probably start to get proud because you'll start thinking I'm better than someone else. And it's essentially like getting involved in a cult. So this is one of the main things that we have to be on guard for in the end times. And the Bible clearly predicted it was going to be so. And if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, these false prophets these false teachers, these false pastors. The Bible clearly predicted it. We need to be on guard for it. So I'll go ahead and end it there, and we'll close out with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again, once again, for this time that you've given us. We praise you and honor you, Lord God. For I praise you most of all, Lord God, for the, the gift that the Lord Jesus Christ has freely extended to us, the gift of salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray if there are any be here, they're listening to this teaching, Lord God, and they're not saved. I do pray, God, that you would save their souls. For it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance, Lord God, in heaven. I pray that your fear would be upon us, and that that fear would drive us toward thee. Would drive us toward thee with a meek and a humble and a contrite spirit, Lord God. And that you would open our eyes that we see, and, and unstop our ears that we would hear, and open our hearts, Lord God, that we would be able to receive truth, Lord God. And that, Lord God, if any of us are bound up in any false doctrines, any unbiblical things, that you would set us free from that, Lord God. We praise you. We thank you, Lord. I do pray that you would forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed in any way, shape, or form, that you would wipe our slate clean in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. I do pray, God, that you would judge the sin and the wickedness in this world, Lord God, and that through that judgment, your name would be glorified. That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. That they would wisely consider of your doing. And that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and rejoice and trust in thee. We praise you Lord. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen.